Good morning, Peninsula Hope family. I hope you guys are doing well. Let me open us up in some prayer. Lord Jesus, we give you all the glory, honor, and praise, Lord. And as we celebrate our 69th anniversary, Lord, we want to say thank you for your love. Lord, thank you for everything that you have done for us. We need you. We serve you, Lord Jesus. And, and help us to grow in our understanding, Lord, and our obedience to you through your word. We pray this in your name. Amen. As I mentioned today, we are celebrating our 69th anniversary, so happy anniversary to you, Peninsula Hope. When God was preparing me for this sermon series that we're going through, the biblical truths of God, I didn't really know where all these sermons would fall as far as what we were going to be doing over the next two months, specifically if there was any special events or things. I didn't plan it that way. God was just downloading information into my brain that he wanted me to be preaching to share with all of you. But as we learned last week, God is sovereign. He is in control of everything. And how that ended up manifesting was the sermon that I am preaching today on the biblical truth that God is faithful. It fell on the same week that we are celebrating our 69th anniversary. And what's so amazing about this is normally we would have celebrated, if we were meeting in person, this anniversary several weeks ago. And on the surface, you may not think that's all that big of a deal, but we also had an incredible video that one of our founding members put together for us this week, and hopefully you've seen it or you will hear soon. And what's so amazing is there's this theme of God's faithfulness being what has helped this church, or it was the primary reason for it being around for 69 years. So you see that everything has just come together and how amazing God's perfect timing is. But have you ever really thought about that? What does it mean that God is faithful? We've just talked about it here. And throughout the Bible, we see that God is faithful. We hear about God's faithfulness. But have you just sat down to think about or to focus on what that means and the significance of it? When we look at a, diff, uh, a dictionary definition, we see that what it means to be faithful is you have a strict or thorough uh, a thoroughness in your performance of a duty. It's being true to one's word, your promises, your vows, a steady allegiance or affection. It also talks about loyalty, a constancy, a reliability, being able to be trusted and believed. But I think for most people, when they think of that term faithfulness, they take some of those traits and quickly their minds go to one word, in its relationships. And they may think to themselves, will my spouse be faithful? Will my boyfriend or girlfriend be faithful? Will my friend be faithful to our friendship? And when we ask these questions, really what we're saying is, will this person cheat on me? Will something or someone become more important in the eyes of my significant other or my friend? Will something become more important to them than me? When you take a deeper look at someone's faithfulness, and that can be in any kind of relationship, what you start to see is that there's actually two sides to faithfulness. Either someone is faithful or they are not. And then the other side is, do we believe that they are or that they will be? So there's two sides to faithfulness. There is the person that has to be faithful or they're not, and then there's a person that has to believe in that faithfulness. 
So let's spend some time, let's take a look at the first side of faithfulness. And there are some basic questions that, can we ask, or we, that we can ask ourselves about that person to see if they are faithful. Do they honor their word? Do they do what they say? Do they make time for you? Do they invest in the relationship? Do you see them doing things for you or, or putting their time and their talents into the relationship? Again, whether it's a marriage situation, it's a dating situation, a friendship, a business partnership, whatever it has to be, faithfulness comes into play in all those situations. So do they invest in the relationship? And then the fourth question is, do they make sacrifices for you? Is there certain things that they sacrifice? And that could be time. It could also be maybe their own wants and desires. Are they willing to sacrifice? So these are four different basic questions that you can ask to see if someone is being faithful. Again, do they honor their word? Do they make time for you? Do they invest in the relationship? And do they make sacrifices? And I think it's great, you know, that we can ask that same thing about God. We can ask those same questions of God. Does God honor His Word? Numbers 23, 19 in the NIV says, God is not human that He should lie, not a human being that He should change His mind. Does He speak and then not act? Does He promise and not fulfill? Another verse that speaks to this is Isaiah 55:11, and in the NIV, it says, So is my word that it goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So we're asking, does God honor his word? And what we see in these verses is that God does. His word, he honors it. He does not lie. What he says, he does, and he accomplishes those things that he tells us. And we hear that in his word in the Bible. So that is one place that we see that he honors his word. And again, this is a relationship, just like the relationships you have with your loved ones or your friends, your business partners. We have this relationship with God. And so we're asking ourselves, is God faithful? So that's the first thing we can ask, the same question we would ask of other people. Does God honor his word? The next question we can ask is, does God make time for you and me? Psalm 34 verses 17 through 18 in the NIV says, The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. So God does make time for you and me. And this verse tells us that in our greatest times of need, in those times when we are brokenhearted, when we're discouraged and we're hurt, God is there for us. He hears our needs and our prayers. He makes time for us. The next question we can ask is, is God invested in us? 2 Corinthians 1 verses 21 through 22 in the NIV says this, Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. God put his spirit, his Holy Spirit in us. The Holy Spirit is God 
in us. That sounds like an incredible investment. So it's not just time, the effort that God created us. He also put Himself in us, the Holy Spirit. We have God in us. That is an unbelievable investment, and it shows how much God loves us that He would invest something so incredible for us. And then the final question is, had God, has God made any sacrifices for us? Ephesians 5, verse 2 in the NIV says, And walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Jesus died for our sins. God sent his son Jesus to die for us, giving his life. That is the biggest sacrifice you could ever make for someone else. And God did that for us. Jesus was that sacrifice. So absolutely, we can say yes to all four of these questions. We can say God is faithful, and we see it when we ask these questions of Him. Now let's take a look at that other side of faithfulness. Do we believe that someone is being faithful or that they are faithful? And so there are some basic questions we can ask of ourselves in this case. And so this is pertaining to relationships, not the relationship we have with God. This is just with your spouse, with your friends, boyfriend, girlfriend. These are questions you can ask. Do you think people will betray you before there is any evidence that a betrayal has taken place? And maybe that betrayal could be someone lying to you. It could be someone letting you down. It could be someone not coming through. But do you find yourself already thinking those things before they've ever happened? Do you put your trust in the wrong things, in things of this world? Do you trust the world or do you trust other people, the wrong people? Is that what you find yourself doing? So instead of trusting someone you should and believing in them, do you end up trusting everyone else? Do you end up trusting in things? The third question you can ask yourself, do you hesitate sharing your true feelings with others? And maybe it's because you're afraid someone isn't faithful, so you don't want to share your heart and your feelings and your emotions with them. It's another question to ask yourself. Here's another question. Are the relationships that you have, are they shallow? Are they very surfacey? Many people who don't believe that they can trust people and being faithful, they don't share much with them. So we need to ask ourselves, what do our relationships look like? And then the final one is, is it hard for you to commit? For a lot of people, if they don't think someone's being faithful, they don't want to commit because they want to protect themselves. So we have to ask ourselves, is it hard for us to commit to things? And just like we did with that first side of faithfulness, we can ask these questions in relation to how we view God. So do you think that God will let you down before you have ever prayed? Do you think he's not going to come through, that he won't answer a prayer? And do you feel that before you've ever taken anything to him in prayer? Do you trust other things or 
honestly, do you trust yourself more than you trust God? Because you think that maybe you'll come through for yourself, but God won't. So are you trusting the wrong things? Is your relationship with God, is it shallow? Is it surface? Do you share your heart's desires? Do you share your innermost pains with God? Or do you hold back and just maybe pray at dinner, but that's the depth of the relationship of the conversations that you have with God? And then the final one is, is it hard for you to commit 100% of your mind and your heart to God? Because this is a, a mind and a heart thing. That's what believing in God, true belief in God is about. Do you struggle with that? Do you find yourself saying, you know, I'll commit 50%, but 100%? No way, I can't do that because God's going to let me down. We need to think about that. Are we willing to commit 100% of our minds, our belief in God, and our hearts, our trust in Him? Are we willing to do that or do we struggle with that? Now, here's the thing. If you struggle with all of those or one of those, and maybe you are struggling to believe and ultimately trust in God's faithfulness, if you're struggling with that, and earlier we talked about those questions showing that God is faithful, but if you struggle believing that and trusting in that, there are some things that you can do. And it's really important that you do because we want to get to that 100% place of believing and trusting in God with our entire being. That is what he is calling us to. So here are some things that you can do. First, acknowledge that you have trust issues. If you're struggling to believe in God and his faithfulness, admit it to yourself. Because if you don't acknowledge that you're struggling with that, you'll never be able to work on it. So acknowledge, I have some trust issues. And then just like with relationships with people, the only way to really get to know them, to get to know their hearts, is spend time getting to know them. And how do we do that with God? Read the Bible. And I will encourage you to read a verse every single day. If you can read more than that, praise Jesus. Read the Bible. You cannot get to know God if you don't spend time with God. And it can't just be in prayer. It has to be reading about him, his characteristics, who he is. And that's only found in the Bible. And study it. Read it, but then study it. See what God's words mean and how do we apply it to our lives. Listen to biblically-based sermons. And talk with others about God and the Bible. That is my most favorite thing in the whole world to do, is talk about God in the Bible. If you guys want to get to know me, you want to spend time with me, talk about God. That is the number one way you'll get to know Pastor Andrew. Because I love God. I want to know more about Him. I want to know how I can be more godly. And the only way that happens is by studying, by reading His Word, by praying, and by talking with others. So talk to other people about God and the Bible. Another thing we can do is listen to other people's testimonies. In this past week, I've talked to different people and they've shared just the woundings, the challenges they've gone through. And it's so encouraging because then it 
It allows us to know that we can get through anything. And how inspiring to know that the challenges we've gone through can help others in the challenges they are going through. And scriptures talk, Scripture talks about this. Psalm 66, verse 16 in the NIV, it says, Come and hear all you who fear God, and let me tell you what He has done for me. How incredible is that, that when God pulls us through, and even when He is pulling us through it, we need to share that with other people. 2 Corinthians 1, verses 3-4 through 4 tells us why. In the NIV it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us all in our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. What that verse is telling us is that God often will comfort us, will pull us through, not for our benefit, but for the benefit of others. But the key is you have to share it with others. There's a reason that we go through tests to have testimonies, is to help others. So I wanna encourage you, share what God has done in your life. And the final thing we can do to help us in our belief and trust in God's faithfulness is look back at God's track record. Look at your history. As I mentioned, we are celebrating our 69th anniversary at Peninsula Hope Church. And it just came together that my sermon fell in line with other things that we're doing. And if you guys have watched the video that Harry Hagaki, one of our founding members, put together for us, he opens up by saying that God's faithfulness was the key. The first time I heard it, I, I just I was shaking. It was so crazy. I did not know exactly what he would say, but that's what he said. It was God's faithfulness. And he had mentioned in the video that our church has seen many pastors come and go. And the reality is we've seen many members come and go. And that can be so scary for people because they don't know what's happening or what's going on or there's these changes. But the reality is we don't need to be scared. Just like Harry told us, we need to trust and believe 100% in God's faithfulness because God is faithful to His church. God is faithful to His vision for the church. And we need to believe that and we need to trust it. And this leads me to my final point that I want to talk about of, of why we need to believe it and trust it. Over the last several weeks, I've ended by asking that question of why it's important that each biblical truth that we understand it. And so this week we say, why is it important that we believe or that we acknowledge that God is faithful? Well, if we do not believe in God's faithfulness, it's difficult, if not impossible, to trust Him. That's one of the reasons it's so important to understand that biblical truth that God is faithful. 
And here's the thing, if we do not trust God, that then one aspect of true belief in God, it's taken away. As I've mentioned weeks ago in our belief series, true belief in God, when you break down the Greek and you take a look at it and you break down scripture and you take a look at it, it is two things. It is one, believing in the truth of who Jesus is, what he did for us dying on the cross, and why we needed it, because we're sinners and without it, we're in trouble. But then the other part of true belief is trusting him in our hearts and trusting him with every aspect of our lives. So true belief in God, it's a head thing and a heart thing. And as I mentioned in, in a couple weeks ago, is that there's times scripture tells us that our minds will fail us because we think so worldly. And so we need our hearts to get us through. And then there's times where we get really emotional and our hearts, scripture tells us, deceives us. So we need our heads to help us pull through. It's both of those things. That's why they're so important that if we want to keep from stumbling in our faith, we need our heads and our hearts to be 100% focused on God. And the beautiful reality, the beautiful truth is when we understand and believe and trust that God is faithful, we don't have to fear. We don't have to worry. And we don't have to doubt. We can live lives of hope, faith, and peace. Lamentations 3 verses 19 through 23 in the NIV sums this up beautifully. It says, I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them and my soul is downcast within me. I'm sure there's some of you that feel that way. You feel afflicted that you're wandering and you don't know what's going on. You're feeling downcast and discouraged. But listen to what this lament says. It says, yet this I call to mind. In my mind, I'm remembering this. And it says, and therefore I have hope because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. God is faithful, people. He loves us. He is compassionate. We can trust him. We do not have to worry. God's got us. Each of us, not just Peninsula Hope for 69 years. He's got Andrew. He's got Emily. He's got each and every one of us because he is faithful. I want to encourage you and challenge you this week to focus on that truth and ask yourself those questions on if you're doubting that. Because if you can get to that place where 100% of your mind and your heart is focused on that truth that God is faithful God's going to do amazing things in your life. Lord Jesus, we love you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, I pray that you would help us each and every day to grow more and more in the trust and belief in your faithfulness, that you are here, that you got us, Lord, that you are in control of everything, that you will not leave us or forsake us, Lord. 
Thank you for that biblical truth that you are faithful. We love you, Lord. We pray this in your name. Amen. Hey, we thank you, you faithful saints, for joining us. If you're able to join us on Zoom, we're going to be talking about another aspect of faithfulness because there's a part that we play in this as well. We are responsible. So I hope you can join us. God bless. See you soon.